0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, I'm Lottie Miss Clardy, your host for January twentieth, twenty fifteen. Coming at you live from California with good news and bad news, if necessary. Stand up, speak up, and speak out. This is the place to be and to get heard. Right here on Lottie Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. Well let's get to it now i remember uh saying on my announcements to you uh just on yesterday that i had a few problems that happened which was not in my control we had some tef- uh some tough technical difficulties but um and that was on january the 15th 2015 okay that was last saturday and now we're going to do this again the question that I want to say to you is this. Get on the phone and call in first, okay? And call in at this call number, 347-884-8684. And the toll-free number is 877-483-3153. The calling number again is 347-884-8684. And the toll-free number is Now, I want everybody to get their A game on, and if you've been through any type of child support issues uh with child support this is the place and the time to come and to express your story and express your feelings about how how you've been treated if you've been treated good or bad by you know the uh, child support enforcement agencies okay or the courts that matter so the discussion today is about does non custodial extortion payments violate the thirteenth amendment of the constitution. And before we get started, I want to present a two minute and thirty six second audio clip and then we will begin questions about how you feel. You can tell your story and then I'll continue to continue to talk on how I feel about the subject because it's pretty pretty interesting. So uh, Listen to this.
1: Well, a Houston father is facing 180 days in jail for overpaying his child support and overvisiting his 11-year-old son. His attorney and a community activist are now demanding answers. Randy Wallace joins us live with a story you'll see only on Fox. Randy? Don, we all expect to see judges throw the book at fathers who fail to pay child support. But a father who says he's been doing the right thing now has an arrest warrant against him. Uh, It's my responsibility to take care of it. You know, I brought him in this world. I have to. Clifford Hall says he's more than happy to pay child support for his 11-year-old son.
0: I'm his father. You know, uh, it's my responsibility to take care of it.
1: But Hall says when the amount of child support was modified, no one told him. And I discovered that for some reason his employer was withholding a large amount some weeks, a small amount some weeks,
0: zero amount uh, some weeks.
1: And I didn't want to go to jail, basically. So Hall quickly paid almost three grand in back child support. When Hall and his ex-wife were in Judge Lisa Millard's court last November, he owed nothing.
0: Opposing counsel testified twice that he's all paid up.
1: But the attorney representing the child's mother wanted Hall to pay her three grand in attorney fees, and Judge Millard agreed. Court documents also reveal Hall wasn't following the court's scheduled times to pick up his son. Another modification he says he knew nothing about.
0: The judge ended up sentencing him to six months in jail. When she said, "I you know, remand you to the Harris County Jail for 180 days," my mouth just dropped.
1: This entire situation is shocking to me. I've never seen one like this. Community activist Cornell X wants the state's judicial board to investigate. The court failed the child. The court failed Mr. Hall. The system broke down.
0: I can't be there for my son in jail. I can't pay child support in jail. You know, this is not not in the best interest of the child.
1: Judge Lisa Millard says Hall walked out of court after he was found in contempt, which she says is a big no-no. Judge Millard also points out Hall's attorney could have filed a motion for reconsideration. She says that would have allowed her to hear both sides again and reevaluate the situation. Hall's attorney is now working on an appeal, and in a few days, Hall plans to turn himself in, and Don will, of course, keep everybody posted on on how this plays out. It really is a strange situation. Very, very, very strange. I mean, it it, kind of shows that sometimes these things can be changed, modified, Maybe one parent doesn't know, but it's very confusing, and you've got to wonder how this man could go to jail for this. All right. right. Randy Wallace, thank you. You're welcome.
0: All right. Now, you then heard the audio clip, and so did I. Now, what caused me to want to talk about child support and extortion payments and about the 13th Amendment was because of this audio clip you just listened to. Now, the point that I want to get to is about the overpayments and overpayments uh, and then going to jail and then overseeing his child, okay? Um The employer withheld his child support payments. Was the employer stealing? And then he had to pay three grand. So he doubly had to pay for a payment that should have been paid through his employer when he was withholding those funds to be given to the Child Support Enforcement Agency. Then you hear, and I hear, that he's thrown in jail, okay? And this actually, to me, it would violate the 13th Amendment. Okay, because he's going now into what we call involuntary servitude, involuntary servitude. And we'll get to more of that, but what I want to do is first uh, find out how you feel, uh, what have you been through with the system, you know, and we're talking about decent, men and women that pay child support, decent, and with integrity, going to jail because everybody don't deserve to go to jail now we know we have some people that are out there that do but in a in a a moment that we just heard on this clip um you know it's time to really really demarcate some issues and they really need to update their policies and procedures on how they're dealing with you know the masses in this area of child support so if you have anything to say, don't forget to call in at this call-in number of 347 That number again is 347 884 And the call-in toll-free number is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. Now, if anybody heard this, I do need some feedback, you know, about how you feel about the audio, and I'm going to go on and start it off, and I'm just going to say, what are they doing? Now, I found an article, and I advise anybody to go and read this article. I got this article from www.sovereignu.com, sovereignu.com spell, S as in Sam, O Z as in Victor, E R E I G as in Gary, N as in Nancy, U Com. Okay? And look for this article. And I'm going to read a few excerpts from this article and um and if there's any questions or 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 any comments that you have just call in at the call in number that i mentioned which is 347 that number again is 347 and the toll free number 877 483 3153 877 483 3153 now this is what I am going to read just a couple of excerpts from this article. It talks about criminal punishment imposed for no wrong, for no wrong done, okay? The family court unilaterally assigns a sick father to a non-custodial class that offers no effective parental right to a father, but extorts from him with threat of jail or suspending other of his rights, almost endlessly weekly payments to the mother or the state for up to 22 years. These payments are almost always financially debilitating to him, often putting him below the poverty level. They are far in excess in a minimum maintenance as given under foster care for care of a child, and they raise as his income rises. Here comes the second part of the excerpt. Family courts impose obligations on fathers as non-custodial parents also violates the 13th Amendment against slavery and involuntary servitude. The family court's order to extort child support payments on a sick father denied his parental right to support his children directly violates the 13th Amendment. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude. Mi- except as a punishment for a crime whereof the parties shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. And denying His parental rights, while extorting payments with jail, puts a father into involuntary servitude. Involuntary servitude refers to a person held by actual force, threats of force, or threats of legal coercion in a condition of slavery. Compulsory service or labor against his or her will. This includes a condition in which people are compelled to work by a climate of fear evoked by the use of force, the threat of force, or the threat of legal coercion, let's say, i.e., suffer legal consequences, unless. With demands made upon them, which is sufficient to compel service. And in Bailey versus Alabama, 1911, the Supreme Court ruled that such peonage laws violated the immense ban on involuntary servitude. The U.S. Supreme Court has said. For the very ideal that man may be compelled to hold his life or the means of living or any material right essential to the enjoyment of life at the mere will of another seems to be intolerable in any country where freedom prevails, as being the essence of slavery itself. And this comes from Yik Woe versus Hopkins 118 US 356 370 and 19 or 1886 there are some men this is the way I feel all right there are some men and women that need to go to jail but does everybody need to go to jail I don't think so Something needs to change by those policies that they have. And let me keep going. Again, if you got something you wanna say, you know you could call in at the call in number, three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four and the toll free number is eight seven seven four eight three three one five three. Let's go over here. Now if there's anybody out here that does Know what I'm talking about and what I'm reading about. Just call in if you got any feedback that you want to bring. Okay, I'm reading on. All right, now there's another article that I did research with, and it's up under. You can look this up yourself. Law two dot as in Mary, k as in kiss, c as in cat dot edu. Okay, and and there's a few excerpts I want to read from here because it's very important when we're talking about the thirteenth Amendment and does these child support payments that's being extorted violate that thirteenth Amendment. Here they said they say the thirteenth amendment unlike most provisions in the constitution is self-executing in that it directly reaches even without action by congress conduct by private individuals and it has uh parentheses around this word slaveholders okay because of this fact Congress's power under the 13th Amendment allows it to punish forms of private conduct when it might not be able to do so under an amendment such as the 14th, which restricts the conduct of states prohibiting states from denying equal protection of the laws or due process. And as I've seen it and as I went through my research, there are far more civil lawsuits in the 14th and the 15th Amendment than there ever has been for civil uh, issues dealing with the violation of the 13th Amendment. And I do believe, you know, if there is some laws that's supposed to give uh, root to all of what they are doing to the fathers and mothers that are decent. We're not talking about those that are not because they keep count of who is who. They know who's doing good and who's doing bad, but for some odd reason, everybody's getting caught up. But it says here, now, the 13th Amendment has not produced nearly the volume of Supreme Court decisions as has the 14th Amendment, or even the 15th Amendment, guaranteeing the vote uh, to black citizens. Now, in 1916 in Butler versus Perry, the court rejected a challenge brought by a Florida man to state law that required All able-bodied men between 21 and 45 when called to do so to work up to for up to 60 hours on maintaining public roads, the plaintiff convicted of failing to put his time on the roads and sentenced to jail, argued that the law mandated involuntary servitude. In violation of the 13th Amendment, Justice McReynolds, Writing for the court concluded the term involuntary servitude was intended to cover those forms of compulsory labor akin to African slavery, which in practical operation would tend to produce like undesirable results. I bet it would. Now I I'm talking this is me talking, I bet it would have undesirable results. And if everybody understood what right they have underneath this, uh, there would be some coming together for a civil rights movement on this if you ask me. Like, you know, just think about it, privatized prisons and how they're getting paid off of that, and they're privatized, okay? So what are they doing in those privatized prisons, okay? They manufacture auto pads, bulletproof vests, prison clothes, sewing, and making blankets and whatever else, and for pennies on the dollar. This is why they don't have jobs for most of our non-custodial parent obligers in this industry. The jobs are in jail and outsourced, just the way they want it. So they can get paid off of you. They can get paid off of you. Does this violate the 13th Amendment? If you have any questions or comments, please call in. And if you have a story you want to share, call in. We want to hear from you because victimization is still alive and so is slavery, still alive. And we need to have a head count of people being victimized in this area, whether you woman or man. But it needs to be dealt with. It needs to have some roots so that the world victim can finally come alive because that means you and me out here. So I'm going to uh, go on to a break and let you think about it. And when I get back, I will uh, talk with you. If you want to call in and have something to say, 347-884-8684. That number again is 347 884 eight four toll free number eight eight seven eight seven seven four eight three three one five three eight seven seven four eight three three one five three. I'll be back. All right, I'm back, y'all. This is Lottie Miss Clary, your host on Lottie Miss Clark and company on Blog Talk Radio and the discussion I am talking about today is does non custodial extortion payments violate thirteenth amendment of the constitution. And I just got finished, you know, uh talking about the excerpts of each one of the articles I have read to you. And leaving you with some questions to think about. Well, you know, even if you went through anything uh, remotely, like with the gentleman we just heard off of this audio uh, clip that we just listened to earlier in the program, um again, if you have any questions or anything to say, please call in if you if you went through it if you're going through it, say something because it's important that number is three four seven eight four eight six eight four that number is three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four and the guest calling number for toll free is eight seven seven four eight three Three one five three. That number again is 877-483-3153. Now, I've got some questions to propose to you. Uh, even if I don't hear from you now, I know I'm going to hear from you later, but I do want to pose these questions. i got about four, about five of them, okay? They're short questions, but there's something to think about. And uh, those questions I want to ask to those that listen to this program is, is it worth noting that Scott versus Sanford was the only case in eight decades of pre-Civil War constitutional history in which the Supreme Court limited congressional power in any substantial way? What does it say about the court's jurisprudence that the court Upheld the Fugitive Slave Act, finding it well within the powers of Congress. Number two, this is a question. Slavery laws have been applied to some private criminal enterprises, such as prostitution rings. Let's add in there with that, privatized prisons, y'all. When might states violate the 13th Amendment? Butlers suggest that mandatory work requirements are generally not violations. But what if state law requires all able-bodied adults to pick cotton for 100 hours a year? If the same law applied to only African Americans, it would undoubtedly violate the Equal Protection Clause. Would it also violate 13th Amendment? Okay? Okay. Then I have the the third question. The 13th Amendment is a unique or unique in its own way. Let's put it like that. And by its own words, it applies to private individuals as well as government. How far does Section 2 of the 13th Amendment go in allowing Congress to reach forms of private discrimination? If discrimination in housing can be a badge of slavery, might also discrimination in the membership policies of a private club or privatized prisons, for that matter. Now, I'm just putting that in there. And the fourth question, Supreme Court decisions... Subsequent to Jones, pointedly avoid assuming that Congress has unlimited discretion to call any private conduct it chooses a badge of slavery and then regulate it. How should a court decide whether a particular form of private discrimination is reachable by Section 2 of the 13th Amendment? And then the big question of all, okay? And y'all might want to laugh at this one. Number, I'm gonna put this number five. Should whites? Be protected by the 13th Amendment against the same sort of private discrimination as our African Americans? Ooh, now I'm going to say this. First of all, where's the legislation that's supposed to uh, come into power or to help to regulate what's going on? There is no legislation, law that helps to support, to, to continue to fight against uh, slavery mentality, if you understand, with, you know, uh, privatized slave owners, okay? Um, And two, uh, we need new policies. That's it and that's all. Where are the policy uh, makers? Where are the policy writers at? I'm going to learn how to do policies one of these days because that's what it seems needs to take place. We need new laws. We need new policies. All right, let's find out what the 13th Amendment has to say. Let's find out what it is this 13th Amendment Constitution tells us about why the conversation that I'm speaking about exports payments when it comes to non-custodial parents paying child support payments and that it can violate the 13th Amendment. That's how I'm going to put it. Okay? And here it is. It says in Section 1, and it was first passed by Congress January 31st, 1865, and ratified December 6th, 1865. Section 1 says, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment of crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Section 2, Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Well, let me start off now. I have not heard if there was any legislation available to be appropriate for uh, the uh, servitude and and slavery for a crime. I personally feel that uh, child support payments shouldn't be a criminal crime for this type of harsh behavior. To me, that's undue hardship because how is a parent going to be able to pay or help to do anything for their child stuck in jail? Well, they've made also all the just money for the bed that they uh, laid in. That's all, you know, they become what you call uh Count for money. Um, I'm upset with this because here we have many women that are going to jail, and they're decent people, people with integrity doing something, even with this stupid economy that we have that they call an economy, to me, that ain't even an economy because we're not preserving anything. We're not even preserving our own uh, 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 affairs of what is going on in this day and time, especially in the child support area. This is a lucrative money maker here, and to me, there need to be some legislation laws put in place appropriate for what they're trying to say. It needs to be a demarcation. Done, and so far as I'm concerned, what crimes are uh, punishment that would deserve involuntary servitude or slavery when they're being duly convicted? There need to be a demarcation with this because child support. I don't see that being a criminal crime, and people going to jail heard of this, there's supposed to be some type of real program out there that will help support if not decent people, you know, I'm not saying for those that ain't doing their job, but for the decent people, for the people of integrity that's doing something, where is y'all's programs out there, you know, because they're not supposed to go to jail, they're supposed to be a cushion for them, all right? So, and if in that case, it had to be for everybody because black, white, and brown, there is no color now when it comes to slavery and involuntary, servitude. it's all called green, all the color green. Money is green, ain't it? So uh, we got to do something about it one day. Hopefully, you know, Martin Luther King did what he did, okay? He at least stood up for the civil rights for us to vote. now it's time for us to stand up. With the civil right to have rights and not to be put in this predicament under the 13th Amendment to be in involuntary servitude or slavery, not for crimes that aren't really crimes. So, yes, uh, Congress, we need appropriate legislation. So, to me, what is Congress doing? Now, I'm going to say it again. There is no appropriate legislation to enforce the article in Section 1 of the 13th Amendment. Is there anybody out there listening to get a resolution? Is it true that we the people can't fight, the good fight, for a common cause? Now, look, involuntary servitude for crimes that are not worth to serve as a slave, y'all. Can we come together for a common cause for that? involuntary servitude for crimes that are not worth to serve as a slave, especially when it comes to child support payments. Take the jobs out of jail and bring them back to our, our, uh, bring them back, our jobs from the overseas and help produce jobs in the USA, states, government, and legislation. Our system needs reforming. And in, in the case of the audio clip you heard, do you agree that this man should have not went to jail for being an upstanding non custodial parent auger that was paying his payments? It was the darn employer that was holding his payments. Could he been stealing from me? Because he certainly came out the pocket double time. Okay? That's the way I feel about it. Now we've got to look at uh, our employers. Are they doing the job that they're supposed to do to make sure? For, uh, you know, our decent people that's paying child support are getting and child support is getting a payment for them, mamas or daddies out there. All right, so to me, I'm saying, in the case of that audio clip, you heard, do you agree that this man should have not went to jail for being an upstanding non custodial parent advocate? Was this extortion? Did it violate the 13th Amendment? To me, you darn Skippy, it did. Money don't have a conscience of where it comes from. People, you are accountable to hold accountable the force and to force the federal government to enforce new language in the legislation in cases like this and stop them from placing non custodial children or child support payment. Uh, support payments as a crime to duly convicted decent people with integrity for slave punishment. They're making money off of us. It's like Spike Lee said, and he said this on a documentary that I did two weeks ago on Saturday of Bring Your A Game. Everybody don't deserve to go to jail, all right? And let me put one more bug in your ear. And he that has an ear, let him hear. And if you've got anything you want to say out there before I close out, because I'm closing out soon, you call in at this caller number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684, and tell your story, okay? If you've been through anything with child support, say something. It will be, it will be, it will be something wonderful to hear from you guys or you women that are going through things, whether good or bad. But we need to put this out so that there can be some some considerations put in place to do something about this area of concern. The guest toll free number is eight seven seven four eight three three one five three eight seven seven four eight three three one five three. Now. Paul says in 1 Timothy 1, chapter 1, 8 through 11, he says this, We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for the lawbreakers and the rebels, the ungodly and the sinful, the unholy and irreligious. For those that kill their mothers and fathers, for murderers, for adulterers, and perverts, for slave traders, and liars, and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. The question I'm going to ask y'all is, is the United States of America's laws and constitution sound doctrine? With that question, I end the discussion. We are at the end of this program, and here's another announcement program on the documentary Bring Your A Game was canceled last Saturday, but this Saturday, upcoming for this week, this Saturday, Bring Your A Game, because we're finishing up the documentary on Bring Your A Game, and the topic is on Hustlers and Rappers on January uh on January 24th, okay, at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. And every Thursday starting, what you heard tonight on Child Support News will start up again on January 22nd, and they'll keep going every Thursday from there from 4.30 p.m. Pacific time and 7.30 p.m eastern time okay and we have a guest that his name is alpha c hills and he's the president of family first international and he will be on the platform to talk about child support news the issues and how they can be resolved now bring your A game y'all and i want to thank you for listening in on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Block Talk Radio. You have a good night. Happy Holidays. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Belated. And Happy New Year's.